Hey there, my loves. Welcome to Plastic AF, where we are brutally honest about all things health and beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Victoria Givens. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. Today, I'm going to talk to you about getting plastic surgery in your teens or even younger. So let's get to it. I decided to do this episode because there is a lot of judgment out there about kids and teens signing up or being signed up for plastic surgery and other cosmetic treatments. And honestly, I really don't think that's very fair. As an outsider to the plastic surgery world, or even for someone who isn't a parent, It's often hard to understand why anyone would be calling the plastic surgeon's office for your child to have a plastic surgery consultation, but it's not an outrageous concept. Really, it's all about perspective. Let me ask you a question. Would you have any problem with a three-month-old with a cleft lip or a six-month-old with a cleft palate having surgery to get that fixed? The answer is probably not, and that's for a few reasons. For starters, children with cleft palates and a majority of cleft lips have major functional issues like not being able to suck or eat, and if you can't eat, you can't survive, so that's reason enough. But not every child with a cleft lip has a hard time eating and getting good nutrition for growth and survival. Now you're in a position where it's technically not a life or death functional problem to have plastic surgery. So are you now okay with a child with a cleft lip who can eat and drink without any problems having plastic surgery at a young age? Again, the answer is most likely yes, because the physical cleft is an abnormality. It's not fair that a child look abnormal or even unattractive. It's not his or her fault. It's not the parent's fault either. And no child deserves a burden like that. Plus, eventually, they would be bullied, teased, and inevitably, they wouldn't stand a chance when it comes to many of life's general trials and tribulations. Now, you may be saying, hold on, Victoria. This case is considered plastic surgery but it's reconstructive plastic surgery. It's not cosmetic plastic surgery. And you would be right, for the most part, there is a difference between cosmetic and reconstructive plastic surgery. They are different, but they can also go hand in hand. In general, reconstructive plastic surgery is when a procedure is performed to restore the body to a normal state. The problem is usually a defect causing a functional problem or a developmental abnormality. Cosmetic plastic surgery is elective, so it's not necessary. When most people hear cosmetic plastic surgery, they immediately think of boob job, facelift, mommy makeover. Sometimes cosmetic and reconstructive plastic surgery procedures are classified separately, but oftentimes they overlap. For example, a rhinoplasty, or as most people call it, a nose job. If you have a breathing problem related to your nose from a septal deviation or a nasal bone fracture or just a congenital abnormality, then a reconstructive rhinoplasty is an option. 
if you don't have a breathing problem, but you want to get rid of a nasal hump or your tip droops too much, then a cosmetic rhinoplasty is the answer. A lot of time, though, these two procedures or these two types of procedures go hand in hand. It's completely possible to want to fix your droopy tip and a nasal hump when you also have a deviated septum that's causing breathing issues. Would you be okay with a 14-year-old who can't breathe out of their nose from a deviated septum after a sports injury going through with having a rhinoplasty or a nose job done? Probably so, because that was a traumatic incident and the kid can't breathe normally. Well, what about a 14-year-old who can't breathe through their nose from a deviated septum after a sports injury and they want a nasal hump removed? Still, probably so, because they need to be able to breathe and you're already in there in the same area, so why don't you just get rid of the hump at the same time? Okay, well, what about a 14-year-old who has no breathing problems but they want their nasal hump removed. Now we're unsure. That's so young, right? It's really not necessary. Is he or she even capable of understanding what she's asking for? What about if I added in that that teenager is getting teased at school and cyberbullied about her nose to the point that she's seriously considered just getting homeschooled or worse, considering suicide? If you don't think this is a real scenario, then you need to wake up. That child isn't depressed because of a psychological or chemical malfunction of her own body. And a psychiatrist or an antidepressant, while potentially helpful, is not going to solve the underlying issue. But a surgery will. What about a child with a cleft lip and cleft palate and a nasal deformity? Absolutely. You'd be definitely okay with them having surgery. Most of you wouldn't have any qualms about it. Why are we more okay with a six-month-old having a rhinoplasty for a cleft palate deformity, but we are absolutely appalled that a 14-year-old would consider getting a cosmetic rhinoplasty? It's all about perspective. It's not just about age and procedure. Age does play a huge role in rhinoplasty procedures. Teenage rhinoplasty has some, I'm going to do air quotes for this one, has some general rules that plastic surgeons play by. That's because in teenagers, the craniofacial skeleton and cartilage, which are the two components other than the skin covering are what make up your nose, these are still growing. Altering these structures at too early of an age can lead to problems down the road. For example, post-surgical distortions or problems or changes over time that may require another or what we call a secondary rhinoplasty to fix it as an adult. The nose continues to grow until you're probably about 12 to 16 years old in females and 15 to 18 years old in males. Girls physically mature quicker than boys. And it's best to wait to perform any type of rhinoplasty, functional, reconstructive, elective, cosmetic, until maturity. But again, the circumstances are relative to timing. If I have a 14-year-old male whose entire septum is deviated and blocking one side of his nose after taking a hit from a line drive, 
I'm going to go over the risks of septal growth injury with mom, dad, and the patient, but the benefit of fixing the problem way outweighs the risk of surgery at a young age. And honestly, his growth plate is probably not going to grow correctly with a jacked up septum anyway. Are you a cosmetic practitioner looking to master your skills and boost your revenue? We get it. Your number one fear is not living up to your own expectations, but we have your solution. The Givens Aesthetic Institute is here to help you conquer those fears. We offer comprehensive training courses for medical providers that are serious about mastering the cosmetic field. And now we are introducing our Exosome Masterclass for Hair Restoration. Quickly become a leading regenerative expert in your community with our proven plan. You'll get the full masterclass curriculum, which includes how to vet exosome companies to find the best product for your practice, a live patient procedure demo, official certification, and our exclusive all-in-one exosome practice and procedure growth guide. Join us at the Givens Aesthetic Institute and watch your practice thrive. Don't let fear hold you back. Embrace mastery and growth today. Visit www.givensaestheticinstitute.com and enroll now. That's www.givensaestheticinstitute.com. Your success awaits. Now, you might be saying, well, I see your point, but I'm actually still saying that it's better to wait on doing an elective plastic surgery unless there are very special circumstances. And it still makes sense to perform a reconstructive procedure on someone young because it's a functional problem, not a cosmetic problem. Well, I'll ask you one more question. What do you think about a child with what we call bat ears or protruding ears? You know, the ones that stick out from their head, getting surgery to fix that at five years old because it happens all the time. The ears are pretty much done growing by the age of five. So the procedure is safe. Kids start recognizing abnormalities around the age of five or in kindergarten. That's the age kids start to get teased and bullied. That's the age your child with protruding ears is going to come home to you and realize he or she sticks out from everyone else and it doesn't feel good. So we figured out that the ears are done growing for the most part by five years old. So the procedure is safe to perform. There aren't any risks of messing with growth plates from that standpoint. And we now know that the child or children in general, recognize what's going on and how it makes him or her feel to a certain extent. And we're going to also throw in there, this is a completely elective, cosmetic, unnecessary, non-functional procedure. There's no functional deficit to having protruding ears. It doesn't prevent you from living a normal life, physically or functionally. So are you still opposed to, to the child's parents allowing him to have surgery earlier rather than making him wait and endure teasing and bullying over the years through middle school or even high school? Are you opposed to a child having her surgery at an earlier age to where they were so young that they can't even really remember the pain and recovery and downtime after surgery? What if I told you that in addition to all of that, a child's ear cartilage is much softer and more pliable than adults, making it easier to mold 
and have a successful outcome and a much more comfortable recovery doing it at a younger age. See, it's all about perspective, case-by-case scenarios. It's pretty interesting when you actually open your mind to a new or different perspective rather than just digging your heels in and being judgmental. What I can tell you is that teenagers make up nearly 4% of all cosmetic surgery procedures. That's a pretty solid number. In the U.S., minors under 18 years old cannot have plastic surgery without parental consent. And before you go blaming a child or teenager's parents for letting their kid have plastic surgery with their blessing, first, you need to get your facts straight or get the entire story. Second, don't rely on clickbait headlines to persuade you. And finally, never judge a book by its cover. And that's all I have for y'all today. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Plastic AF. Join the conversation on our social media channels on Instagram and YouTube at Dr. Victoria Gibbons. And don't forget to subscribe for more. Please, please leave us a review. And until next time, decide on the life you want and then say no to everything that isn't it.